the start of the new semester is only days away. Students have begun filing back to campus, and this is one of the most exhilarating periods of the year. Normally, in the first few weeks of the term, I meet several hundred new students, most of them freshmen who are thrilled to begin their college experience and sample the offerings at a major university. Occasionally, colleagues or others in my network will also connect me to someone they know who is attending Maryland, either as an incoming freshman or as a transfer student. Today, I had the pleasure of meeting with a phenomenal young woman. I'll call her Maya, from the latter category. She is an engineering major, a competitive diver, and a spunky individual who just transferred from a different in-state school. I met Maya because she attended an internship program this summer in Israel, and the coordinator knew we could help her continue building her Jewish connection back on campus. Having grown up in an unaffiliated, mixed-background family, this summer had been her first opportunity to examine Judaism, and she discovered a depth that she was excited to pursue further. Towards the end of our hour-long conversation, Maya shared with me what I consider a remarkable revelation. But first, this week we encounter the long litany of curses known as the Tochacha, one of two such occasions in the Torah. We prefer to emphasize the positive and uplifting promises of Jewish living, but an honest treatment does require us to acknowledge that our tradition also includes strong exhortations against defying its dictates and profaning our mission to spread holiness in the world. Famously, this dirge includes an explanation as to why tragedy will befall our people. For you have not served God with joy and a good heart. Yet, as important as it is to perform its vote with rapture, we struggle to comprehend why this singular shortcoming would justify so much suffering. Rabbi Yosef ben Meir Toomim, known as the Prima Godim, an 18th century Polish-German scholar, quotes an earlier source who rereads, or rather, repunctuates our verse in response to this question. Rather than interpreting the passage as it sounds, for you fail to serve God with joy, he reads it as, for you fail to serve God, comma, with joy. In other words, not only do we sin, but we relish doing so as well. We've referenced on another occasion that Moshe smashed the first set of tablets, not simply because the people had constructed a golden calf, but because he witnessed them dancing around it. Once he knew that they had not simply erred, but that they enjoyed transgressing, he realized he had to take dramatic action. Surprisingly enough, given that the calendar has not yet reached September, the high holiday season, with its days of awe, is upon us. Once again, we reflect on the possibility and practicality of change. We all recognize just how challenging enduring transformation is to execute. But at least as a precursor, we can express a desire to change. As I approach Rosh Hashanah, I can consider not just what I can change, but what I want to change. Who do I wish I could be? For that, too, reveals a great deal about our essence to the Almighty. Which returns me to Maya's revelation. Inspired by her time in Israel, she told me that she had decided to begin keeping kosher for one day each week. The more obvious beauty of this modest commitment is precisely that, its modesty. We are all aware that taking manageable steps is the only sustainable path to achieving a greater goal. Baby steps, writes Culture Code author Daniel Coyle, are the royal road to skill. Likewise, Martin Luther King Jr. wrote, you don't have to see the whole staircase, 
just take the first step. And many other such quotes abound. But I see something deeper as well in Maya's pledge. A yearning for growth. Often, when someone realizes that they cannot tackle an entire undertaking in their current circumstances, cognitive dissonance kicks in and causes them to dismiss the value of the project altogether. But others, harboring a more nuanced view, recognize that simply beginning the journey actually betrays a profound desire to do what is right. True, they might recognize, at this moment, the full package is a bit beyond their reach. But at least they would like to approach it, to inhabit its orbit. Of course, improving our deeds is the ultimate level of Jewish growth. But wanting to change, lamenting my distance from the ideal while embracing that which I can accomplish, remains the mark of an aspirational person. And, to paraphrase the Hasidic masters, if even mustering that desire eludes me, perhaps at least I can want to want instead. Shabbat Shalom.